This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Never miss an episode of the LJS podcast. Become a subscriber at learnjazzstandards.com slash newsletter and get all of the latest from Learn Jazz Standards sent right to your inbox. That's learnjazzstandards.com slash newsletter. All right, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Brent Vartstra. You're listening to the LJS Podcast, the podcast where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. I want to welcome all of our listeners from around the world. And if you're listening from our home base on Learn Jazz Standards, Dot com. Welcome. If you're listening on iTunes, welcome. YouTube, welcome. Or any other source where you're listening to today's podcast, welcome to the show. We really appreciate you coming in to listen and take part of your day to join us. And on today's episode 45, I got a really special guest on the show today. He's been on before for a couple other episodes, and I always really love having him come back because he's just got a really uh, brilliant mind for music, brilliant mind for jazz and jazz education. And that's Josiah Bornasian, uh, saxophonist. He is a teacher at the University of Miami, uh, as well as doing his doctorate there. So he's just a really good guest to have on the show today. And, and the question we're asking on today's show uh, is really appropriate for our guest. And it's, should I go to college for jazz, okay? Should I go to college for jazz? And and we're going to be answering for those students uh, that are in college right now or, or thinking about going to college, if they're thinking about getting a career in jazz, in music, uh, if they should go to college. And this is also a show for, for even just hobbyists who aren't interested in that but are thinking about going to college to further their jazz education or even for those that are just interested in the topic. Now, before I bring Josiah on, yesterday in the United States, we celebrated Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Martin Luther King, of course, was the great civil rights leader and he fought for social justice in the United States. And so I thought a great way to honor him would be to read a bit of his speech from the 1964 Berlin Jazz Festival. This was his opening address And it really ties together his life's work, his mission with jazz and what jazz means to all of us. So let me read a bit of his speech here. Jazz speaks for life. The blues tell the story of life's difficulties. And if you think for a moment, you will realize that they take the hardest realities of life and put them into music only to come out with some new hope or sense of triumph. This is triumphant music. Modern jazz has continued in this tradition, singing the songs of a more complicated urban existence. When life itself offers no order and meaning, the musician creates an order and meaning from the sounds of the earth which flow through his instrument. It is no wonder that so much of the search for identity among American Negroes was championed by jazz musicians, long before the modern essayists and scholars wrote of racial identity as a problem for a multiracial world 
Musicians were returning to their roots to affirm that which was stirring within their souls. Much of the power of our freedom movement in the United States has come from this music. It has strengthened us with its sweet rhythms when courage began to fail. It has calmed us with its rich harmonies when spirits were down. And now jazz is exported to the world. For in the particular struggle for the Negro in America, there is something akin to the universal struggle of modern man. Everybody has the blues. Everybody longs for meeting. Everybody needs to love and be loved. Everybody needs to clap hands and be happy. Everybody longs for faith. In music, especially this broad category called jazz, there's a stepping stone towards all of these. That was the words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., a great man that deserves a lot of honor from us this week. Okay, now let's jump into the show with Josiah Bornasian. We're back on the show with special guest Josiah Bornasian, saxophonist, uh, part-time teacher at the University of Miami and getting his doctorate. Josiah, thanks for coming back on the LGS podcast. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. All right. So today we're, we're asking the question, and this is something that uh, you being in this scene right now and uh, me having gone to college for, for music, specifically for jazz, we're asking the question today. Should I go to college for jazz? Okay, so, uh, you know, maybe there's some students listening to the show right now that are uh, thinking about, you know, whether they should pursue music as a career uh, or whether uh, that's going to help them become a better musician in general, if that's a good path for them. Uh, So first of all, let me just ask you that basic question. Should a student go to school for music and why? Okay, well, this is obviously a huge topic, and I'm just going to preface it by saying, first of all, I mean, I'm in the higher education world, so I do have a little bit of a vested interest in continuing jazz education in higher education, but also, at the end of the day, I'm really concerned about just improving the quality of jazz in general as a culture. So I think the most important thing is that everybody makes the best decision for them. So it's a huge topic, but I mean, to break it down, the most simple big two categories for me are should I go to college for jazz okay well first of all there's the career side of that and then there's the sort of creative musical side of that right so there's the side of it where it's like well I actually want to make money off that and that's the reason why I want to get involved in this or I just want to become a better jazz musician or musician in general yeah so um let's start with the uh the the general question of that's more career focused um so that's basically the question of, you know, should I go to college if I want to make a career in jazz? Or do I have to go to college if I want to make a career in jazz? Mm-hmm. So uh, if if that's important to you, then first you need to ask that question of yourself is, am I playing jazz because I want to make a living playing jazz? Or am I playing jazz just because it's something that's fun and that enriches my life and that's creatively fulfilling? So if you do want to make a living playing jazz, um, I know a lot of you are going to want a really cut and dry, really easy yes or no question, but I think that there is no immediate yes or no question. I think there's a series of follow-up questions you have to ask yourself. So if you say, yes, I want to make a career out of jazz, 
Um, one of the next questions you need to ask yourself is uh, your finances, right? Because college is a huge, it's a huge expense. Well, it's, it's expensive. I mean, people go into a, a lot of debt over college. Yeah, I think the the median right now, or the average for an undergraduate degree in America, is around thirty six thousand dollars worth of debt, which is a lot of money. So you've got to first think about your your finances, and is it going to be financially feasible? I mean, there's a lot of good uh, resources out there, but one of the general good rules of thumb is that you should never accrue more debt for your undergraduate degree than you expect, reasonably expect, to earn in your first year out of school. So let's say you want to go to, you know, kind of a swanky private school and you end up racking up, you know, maybe $100,000 worth of student loan debt. That's very common, very common. You got to honestly ask yourself, am, am I with a liberal arts degree or with a humanities degree or with a jazz degree, am I going to honestly be making $100,000 a year my first year out of college? And if the answer is no, then you really want to caution against that particular choice of school and then maybe even caution against going to school for jazz in general. So that's a big thing, finances. I, I can actually speak to that because when I first uh, started my bachelor's degree uh, for music and it was a jazz performance degree. I was going to a private art school uh, in Seattle and great school. It was excellent. But what I was uh, realizing early on is that I didn't think that was going to be sustainable for the amount of money I expected myself to make when I got out because I, I was under no illusion that musicians in general tend not to make very much money. And just in case you thought that most musicians uh, end up becoming incredibly successful and making lots of money. Josiah, I mean, I think you could attest to this as well. I mean, that's just not the case. Uh, it's, we're not rich. We're, we're not. <laughs> we're, we're not the one percent. <laughs> we're we are not the one percent. I mean, and you know, playing music is is more about money. Even if you decide uh, to make it a career, it's about uh, enjoying what you're doing in life. Uh, you know, and hopefully that's what everybody is doing their best to do, uh, whether pri- privileged to do so or not. Uh, but I realized that going to that private school wasn't going to be sustainable. Uh, and there's other reasons for me moving to New York, obviously, as a jazz musician. But I moved to New York. A big reason was because I was going to a public school where there was still good teachers, still good opportunities in, in the education realm uh, through this school. And it was it was cheaper uh, to go to this school. And that was really me thinking in, in the long run, like, well, how much money am I going to make getting out of here? You have to make the right decision. Yeah, and so there are a lot of options. I mean, you can get uh, potentially get federal financial aid, um, yeah. but it's really important that if you're looking into that, that you make sure that you understand the difference between a, a loan, a federally subsidized loan, and a grant or a scholarship, because obviously grants or scholarships or yep. gifts, that's money that's yours. You don't have to pay it back. But uh, loans, even if it's attractive because you know it says it's part of your federal aid package and maybe it's a subsidized loan with perhaps a lower interest rate it's still a loan you still have to pay it back when you're out of school so it's really important that you investigate the whole financial reality how much is the tuition going to cost at the school are there any other fees you're going to have to pay like some schools will pay for your private lessons some schools won't mm-hmm. um, what's the cost of living going to be you know yeah. and is that going to be covered with your tuition or not are you know are you going to have to stay on a dorm and pay for a dorm or are you going to have to move to a city like New York where it's a high cost of living and how are you going to foot the bill for your cost of living so that's one really important consideration is finances so what's what's another that's an important one what's another thing people should 
consider when trying to decide whether to go to college or not for for a career in jazz? For me, the next big thing is going to be the connections uh, of the university. So as you're investigating potential schools you might want to go to, you want to also, again, look at the location. Is the school going to be in a location that's going to be able to connect you into a music scene where you're going to actually be getting gigs, getting calls to recording sessions, creating other economic opportunities for yourself to make a living. So location is big, and then also faculty are really important. So again, one of the trade-offs is sometimes the more expensive schools have you know bigger name faculty members, and so you've got to really ask yourself, am I actually going to get a lot of face time with the faculty members by going to the school? Does it make more sense to just move to the city that the school is in, not pay the money for tuition, and see if I can track down the people on my own? And then in general, think about, okay, are the faculty well-connected? Are they are, are they going to be there for you uh, while you're learning and also be able to give you connections for you to actually make a, a career in music when you graduate? Well, here's a question that I have, because I know when I was first looking for colleges uh, for, for my bachelor's degree, um, one of my teachers was really die hard on just go to the school that has the best teacher. You know, it doesn't really matter where it is. I mean, you want to go, you know, be someone's protege, essentially is what he's trying to say. Do you think for someone who's actually trying to make a career out of music, out of jazz, do you think it's more important to go to someplace that has great connections or great teachers? Like if you had to choose between one of the two. I would say great teachers, and then furthermore, I would actually problematize okay. that and say that I agree with, with your teacher's philosophy in that the foundation of the jazz culture and how people learn to be jazz musicians is through the mentorship model. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. a classic example is Miles Davis. So, and you can even go back. We'll start with Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong basically joined, you know, uh, King Oliver's band and, and had developed a mentorship. Miles Davis moved to New York and basically followed Bird and Dizzy around and developed a mentorship relationship with them, and so on and so forth. You can go down the line of history, and one one after another, you see younger jazz musicians moving to follow a, a master jazz musician, You know, studying with them, going to their gigs, trying to sit in, just hanging out with them and absorbing through osmosis You know how to be a jazz musician and how to make a living. You don't have to go to school to do that. And in some situations, it might be a lot cheaper and make a lot more sense to not go to school, but to find a mentor and take a small fraction Mm. of the money that you would spend at a university and invest that in getting private lessons and in doing other things like maybe, you know, putting together your own recording projects. So the mentorship model is really important. And again, you don't have to go to school to do that, but oftentimes going to a school will really facilitate that. And especially if you uh, have no other way to kind of move to a new city and get yourself anchored, um, going to a school can really help you get anchored in a new city and give you a ready-made community of people. Community, I think, is a really key term you just used, having that community. I think that's what college really did for me, ultimately, is uh, it just set me up with a community of musicians to base off of, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and more than just to play gigs with later on. Uh, or to to network with, but just to learn from each other. Because I, honestly, I think that that's a you know I always say this on um, this podcast and the blog that you need to be surrounding yourself with the jazz community, uh, and that is is super important for your education as well. And college can be a great medium for establishing that community. Uh, you know, sometimes it can be harder without that, depending on what kind of a scene you're in. 
Yeah, I agree. And I'm really fortunate. I went to the California State University Northridge for my undergraduate mm. degree, and I got everything. I got the full package. It was a very affordable public university. I had world-class mentors, Gary Pratt, Matt Harris, John Diversa, who also had great connections and directly connected me into composing opportunities, composing commissions, gigs, introducing me to other people who became teachers and mentors. And that school has a great community. They've got their own dedicated jazz classrooms where people have codes and they can go and and there's a physical space for them to hang out. So, and then obviously City College, I was fortunate I went there for my master's degree and that's where we met. Yep. So there was a nice, yeah, it was a great, nice community there and we got to interface with world-class musicians like John Patitucci Mm -hmm. and Ray Gallen and Steve Wilson. And now I'm at the University of Miami getting a doctorate and I'm teaching part-time there and there's a great community there and there's a lot to be said for that and the connections that that fosters. But I still think that the the quality of the, the teaching is paramount because at the end of the day, what you need to get out of your, your college education if you want to make a career is a jazz skill set, a skill set that's going to be viable for you to be able to perform music and then for you also to make a living for yourself. So um, that's really important, the connections and, and the quality of the teaching. Hey, everybody, just taking a quick break from today's show to talk to you about our e-course, 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing. You know, I get emails almost every day from jazz musicians asking the questions, what do I practice and how do I practice? They know where they want to be in their jazz playing. They know how they want to sound. They're just not exactly sure how to get there. And that's why me and the LGS team have created our new e-course, 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing. 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing is an audio e-course that brings you through 30 days of focused, goal-oriented practicing where you're going to be working on things that will actually improve your jazz playing. This course is designed for all instruments and for all skill levels and is really great for anybody looking to practice with purpose and to make real improvement in their jazz playing. If you want to learn more about this e-course, go to learnjazzstandards.com slash 30 days. That's learnjazzstandards.com slash three zero days. I hope to see you in the course. I think it's important also to bring this up. You touched a little bit on the fact that you don't, basically, you don't need to go to college to work professionally. You were talking about how having that mentorship and how so many musicians have come from that school. And in a way, you know, the jazz education thing is kind of a little bit, I don't want to say newer, but, you know, traditionally through the history of the music, it is a little bit newer, that idea of going to school and getting education rather than just learning it on the streets or learning it from a teacher, uh, learning it from a scene in the clubs. Uh, so, you know, you don't have to go to college, right? I mean, we've, we've basically listed some pros and cons, you know, the community of the college, uh, being uh, able to find teachers that are there, you know, they're on faculty, they're, they're being paid, uh, having this community that's just built in. Uh, but there's also the con of, of how much money it could cost. So maybe that's not the route to go. But another thing that we should talk about really quickly is what it means to actually be a professional jazz musician. Uh, because some people are under the impression that they're going to go to school, become a really good musician, and then get out and they're going to be getting a bunch of gigs and making a living off of 
playing gigs. Some people are into that that uh, that they think that's what's going to happen. Uh, there are some that aren't quite. Uh, they're a little more realistic, and they believe, okay, well, I have to, I'm going to teach some private lessons and play gigs, and then I'm going to be cool. But the reality is, is that none of this stuff, especially in today's to, to today's uh, economy, will secure you a living as a musician. Would you agree? Yeah, it's it's a it's a complicated issue, and again, I would caution against um, kind of a one size fits all approach to thinking about the issue because so much of it comes down to what your individual priorities and goals are. So you know thinking about the idea of yeah like should i go to school or not you know some people like i said they they can get the full jazz education experience just by having one or a handful of mentors and following them around but everybody has a different learning style and so some people thrive when there's not a lot of structure and some people really need a lot of structure and so that might influence your decision if you're the kind of person who needs a lot of structure in order to learn and you know deep down that look hey if I don't have a class that I have to go to and I don't have assignments and I don't have a teacher that uh, I'm yeah. paying for I'm not going to shed and I'm not going to get my act together motivation you self motivation yeah, yeah you might be more uh, interested in going to a school because that might provide a structure that you need and then even within choosing schools there's a wide variety you know some schools are a little bit more open and creative and kind of artsy and there's fewer requirements and, and a lot less demands mm-hmm. and then some schools are a lot more uh, regimented and rigorous and, and sort of demanding so that's something to consider um, and then the other thing is you know yeah that reality of what do you expect to be doing with your career afterwards you know and, and just because you get a degree and you, you graduate and you've got a piece of paper, that doesn't automatically mean you're going to make a living as a jazz musician. And on top of that, because like you said, jazz is a relatively new field in higher education, but it is rapidly expanding and has yeah. been expanding for a few decades now. We do have uh, a general experience in the country for all fields, but jazz as well of degree inflation. So getting a bachelor's degree now doesn't really carry as much weight as it maybe did 20, 30 years ago, and not just in the academic world, but in the world in general. And so I think at the end of the day, for a lot of people, if you're going to hire somebody for a gig, you don't really care if they've got a degree or not. You don't care if they've got the piece of paper. You care about, number one, can they play? Number two, are they professional? Do they have professional Mm -hmm. ethics and standards and values? You know, are they going to show up dressed appropriately to the gig? Are they going to show up sober? They're not going to be high or drunk or whatever. You know, are they reliable? Uh, are they going to um, like reciprocate and hire you? And are they, if they do, you know, are they going to pay you on time? Are they, yeah. you know, are they going to stiff you for the bill or not? So there's all these other considerations, and I don't think having a degree is very high on most people's list of qualifications or requirements for when they're hiring musicians. Um, so those are some other other considerations for me. Yeah, and I would say having a degree uh, in the education realm, which I would highly encourage anyone who's really thinking about playing this music professionally or, or making a career out of this music, is to remember that education it needs to be one of your top considerations. If you don't want to be a teacher in some shape or form, you should think twice about that. You should really think twice because you're going to have to be involved in education. And a lot of times having a degree... Uh, can really help you. I mean, like for you, for example. I mean, you're you're really you're you got your master's and uh, you're pursuing a high level of education. Getting into additional programs and ultimately becoming a professor. That stuff really matters with the degree stuff and going to college stuff. And even for those who are doing 
teaching possessions on a, on a lower level, let's just say it's a private uh, music studio, having a, a degree on there, it, it kind of gives you this prestige uh, just to have a degree. So th- that's something to consider on an educational level. Yeah, you definitely want to uh, pursue at least some level of higher education if you're planning on teaching at some point. But again, also, you know, I would caution against uh, getting a degree just for the sake of getting a degree. I think we have a lot of sort of unconscious or unaware or unmindful decision making in this country sometimes where people will get a degree just because, you know, that's what you're supposed to do, right? That's what they grow up hearing or believing. And the problem with that is, again, you can really set yourself back financially and you could be contributing to degree inflation. I, from personal experience, I know a lot of people who get bachelor's and then go on to get master's just for the sake of getting the degree. And they don't really have a clear plan about what they're going to use the degree for. And it really devalues the entire uh, higher education industry. It devalues the, the degrees for people who already have degrees when people are kind of needlessly getting higher education degrees just for the sake of, of getting them. So we've got to kind of balance those. The, the individual concern of, yeah, I'd like to have a higher degree versus the sort of a collective industry concern of we also need to protect the value of the degrees that are out there by not, you know, handing them out willy nilly and having a bunch of people get degrees who aren't really necessarily going to use them. So here's a question. Uh, I feel like in a lot of ways we've kind of answered it, but just to be explicit about the question and for those listening today, uh, is college the best way to learn jazz? That's a great question. And again, I don't think that there is a cut or dry yes or no answer. I think it really varies on an individual basis because there's so many concerns. There's, again, who are the faculty at the school? Uh, what are their personal aesthetic uh, concerns? Uh, what's, what's their stylistic agenda? What's their pedagogical approach? How do they teach jazz? Um, there's concerns about what's your individual goal. So again, what do you want to get out of your education? Do you want to get a, a set of practical jazz skills, so to speak, so you can go out and just play gigs? Or do you want to get like a really mind-expanding, creative, you know, culturally immersive experience that's going to help you uh, grow artistically that way? Um, so I think it depends on those on those factors. Who are the teachers? Where's the location of the school? What's the school's aesthetic? Um, and then the kind of general concern of the, the practical side of making a career as a musician and whether you're interested in learning that skill set versus the more creative artistic side of being a musician, whether you're more concerned in expanding that because some schools will emphasize you know, learning standards and learning standard jazz vocabulary and recording techniques and sight reading. And then other schools will emphasize you know, exploring your own voice and exploring music from other cultures and so on and so forth. I think it's important to note, too, that I know people that uh, go to college for jazz or for music in general that are not trying to make a career out of it at all. They're just going there for that uh, that uh, structured, like you were talking about before, that structured form of learning. And they're just generally interested in be- becoming a better jazz musician. Uh, so, you know, you could have a, a career already. Uh, but you're a jazz hobbyist, uh, as, as a lot of listeners today are jazz hobbyists. They're not interested in making career or jazz. But it can still be a good place for you to further your jazz education to uh, you know, get that structured atmosphere. And again, meet other musicians, a community of musicians 
so that you can start playing with them because that's where the the real education comes in is when you're actually playing with other musicians. Yeah, and you don't have to go to school full-time, too. That's one of the nice things is if you're really interested in just expanding your jazz skill set, but maybe you don't feel the need to go in an immersive full degree program, you know, you could maybe see if you could just sign up for a couple of improv classes or sign up for a couple of jazz history classes. But it is really important to, yeah, again, think about, you know, what are your individual needs as uh, as a person and what's your learning style and think about the other things that school can offer you know if you're not in a place like New York City where there is a built-in cultural scene and there's a lot of places to go out here and play jazz then getting attached to a university can create a really important physical space where you've got rooms you can rehearse in, you've got you know instruments you can borrow you've got a facility where you can rehearse um, and if you're in school, you've probably got more free time to experiment and explore and practice. So those are some some concerns to think about as well, is what, what a school can provide for you if you need time and space to develop your craft. Okay, well, let me ask you uh, a closing question here, a uh, personal question. If there was one thing that you wish you would have known before starting your college education what would it be? What would what would you say? I, I wish I would have known this. Ooh, that's a that's a tough question. I I guess I would say I wish I had been a little bit more aware of the financial realities of what you can expect to earn coming directly out of music school. And I wish, uh, on a related note, I wish I was a little bit more aware of the impact of degree inflation. Because when I was in high school, I kind of had this grand idea that I would move from the small town I grew up in, uh, in California, down to Los Angeles. I'd get a bachelor's degree. Maybe I'd get a master's. I always kind of had it in the back of my mind that I'd get a higher degree. But I thought that, you know, I could just immediately go to school, graduate, dive into the studio scene, start making a lot of money, and then just kind of self-subsidize my other stuff. And I quickly realized that the uh, the music industry is getting very, very dispersed and in some areas mm-hmm. of the music industry it's very cutthroat it's very challenging to make a living these days you have to be very entrepreneurial you have yeah. to be willing to uh, wear very uh, very diverse hats so to speak and, and have a different sort of skill set and I think a lot of people uh, especially younger players will go into uh, music education in higher in higher ed without really being aware of, of the complexities of what they're diving into and being aware of those issues of cost versus what you're going to earn and the issue of, of what is your degree actually going to be worth when you attain it. Right. Uh, I think for me, sort of along those same lines, uh, if I were to uh, wish I would have known one thing is, is that your professors aren't necessarily going to tell you how you're going to make money <laughs> when you get out of there. Um, and this is obviously for people that are, are trying to do this for a career, not necessarily for hobbyists that just want uh, to go in for some higher education. Uh, at least in my experience, you know, I can't speak for every jazz program, just the, the programs I was in. Uh, there wasn't a lot of emphasis on the business of music. There was classes, but they were never really required uh, in my case. Uh, you know, I, I could have chosen to take them. I was lucky to have a little bit of intuition in this that you have to be thinking ahead like, well, you know, when I get out of college, what are the avenues like you were talking about? You have to have many avenues and oftentimes you have to be an entre- entrepreneur. 
uh, how am I going to pay the bills when it's all over? You know, you have to be thinking about that from day one. Uh, college is not going to answer that for you necessarily. Uh, and if you're lucky, you'll have some great teachers that will lead you in that direction. For me, I uh, had very limited exposure to that. I kind of had to figure it out on my own. So if I were to say anybody who's uh, either in college right now or thinking about going to college for whatever reason, uh, to be considering that and keeping that in, in, in your mind when you're attending college. Yeah, and you can talk to uh, professors about that at the potential schools you're considering attending. It's a huge issue that professors across the country are really aware of. The faculty at all these schools are constantly debating this sort of existential issue of why do people go to school to study music and what should they be getting out of it? Should the primary focus be on teaching them musical skills and creative skill sets only Mm. or should they be teaching practical business concepts as well or some mix of the two and if it is a mix what should that mix be you know there's some schools of thought that say you know just teach people how to be really good musicians first and it's sort of like if you build it they will come you know if you're a good enough musician you're gonna get work and you're gonna sort of rise to the top no matter what at some point in time i think there are some problems with that mentality but there is definitely some truth to that Mm -hmm. and then you can too easily go in the opposite direction though too and you could design a so-called music degree where really the whole time you're talking too much and studying too much about branding and marketing and Mm -hmm. and and you know all these other things and you can kind of neglect the actual developing uh, basic important fundamental musical skills like instrumental technique and having good ears and knowing how to read music and so on and so forth so these are definitely issues that are being discussed at the the highest level at universities across the country and there's no easy resolution to them yeah all right well josiah thanks for being on the show again man it's always like a pleasure to have you on uh you always have such a great insight on these different topics and uh we're looking forward to having you back again soon on the show great thanks it's my pleasure and i hope everybody got something out of uh, our discussion today All right, that's all for our show today. I want to thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, if you have anything to add to today's discussion, go to the show notes, go to learnjazzstandards.com podcast, find this episode 45, and leave a a comment for us in the comment section below. We always like hearing from our listeners. This is a jazz community. Now, if you want to get Josiah Bornasian's ebook, 20 Advanced Etudes for Solo Saxophone, be sure to do so in the LGS store. Again, go to learnjazzstandards.com store in the top menu. You'll find his ebook for download there. A great ebook. I really suggest it for anybody uh, who's looking for a challenge. It's not just for solo saxophone. It's for any instrument that can play in those range. Really great challenge. Really great music to read and work on. And remember that if you get value at today's podcast episode, please consider adding value back by leaving us a one-time monthly or annual donation. You can do so by going to learnjazzstandards.com slash support. This just helps us continue to produce this podcast week after week. We're going to be coming out with episode 46 next week. We'll see you then.
Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.